Well, good morning, everyone. We are here for our last and final episode, at least for this 2020, uh, 2021 season. Uh, we're entering week 18. Championships are done for the most part because a lot of time nobody wants to play week 18 when maybe a couple of playoff scenarios are there, but a lot of people are also resting their players as well, too. As usual, I'm joined by uh, Jed over in uh suburb of Chicago and Jimmy over in Arizona. Morning. Morning. Uh, hey, before we start, let me ask you a quick question is, let me show you one picture. And here I am with some of our newest thing. Sports Center captures a memory for the entire Roethlisberger family. For you guys, what did you guys think of the game? And how would you look upon Ben Roethlisberger purely as a fantasy football player? Jed, start with you. Uh, I mean, I thought it was, that was a nice tribute. Um, and, you know, I appreciated how much they went into all that he's accomplished. I don't know if you guys saw that. They showed he's one of only three quarterbacks with Tom Brady and I think Peyton Manning to have two Super Bowls and 60,000 plus yards, I think it was. Um, so he certainly accomplished a ton. I, I, I can remember went back when he was drafted and um, came in as a rookie and played well. Fantasy-wise, I mean, yeah, I just think of the Pittsburgh offenses that were so prolific, um, you know, that um, – a lot of scoring. I mean, he was definitely a regular top 10 quarterback. And so to me, he was part of the the three. I called them the three Bs. It was Big Ben, uh, you had Brady, and you had Brees. Like those are the three Bs that you just kept drafting over and over for a period of time. So, you know, definitely an awesome career, Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Um, so great tribute to him. I think also from a fantasy perspective, the one thing about Ben Roethlisberger is you knew you could get him pretty <laughs> late in the rounds. And he was going to put up some really good numbers for you as well, too. And you're right. I, I think um, I do think actually he's going to end up being a Hall of Famer uh, from a fantasy perspective, too. Pittsburgh's going to have a hard time. I wonder who's going to replace them. They still have some pretty good receivers. Najee Harris did great. But who's going to be that leader of the offense? Jed, I thought you were talking about the killer bees in terms of Brown, Bell, and also Roethlisberger. And before Bell, there was Bettis. And Bettis was really good toward the beginning of Ben's career. But Brown and Bell were there during the height of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the height of Ben uh, Roethlisberger's career. Yeah. They also had some really good receivers, if you think about it. Like every year... It seemed like their third string eventually became their number one receiver, right? Like Antonio Brown. I remember when Antonio Brown just came into the league and he was nothing. And he did pretty good his first season and eventually he became who he was as well, too. Yeah. Well, hey, look, speaking of Antonio Brown, let me play a little bit of this. <laughs> Down here with Antonio Brown. He is upset about something, Gene, and I've never seen this. He has taken his uniform, his shoulder pads off, and he has run to the Buccaneer locker room. So we'll get you an update. He's not hurt. He has decided to run to the locker room on his own. Wow. That was crazy. Can you tell us what happened to Antonio Brown? Did he quit? I've never seen a guy leave a field like that, and is this the last strike for him? He is no longer a buck. All right, that's the end of the story. Let's talk about the guys that were not there and won the game. And then last thing for you guys, guess where he was found yesterday? He was at the Barkley Center watching the Nets game. <laughs> that's good. I didn't see that last one. Um, yeah, that, at least the story that I read was that essentially he did either he didn't want to go back in or he wanted to go back in and didn't get put back in and he got upset about it um and essentially quit 
Like that's, that's the bottom line is he quit. Um, crazy story. And, you know, it's really, it's funny cause we, you know, I know we're later, we're going to talk about best waiver wire pickups and MVPs of the season. And to me, Antonio Brown was a great late seat. I mean, you could get him really, a lot of people didn't draft him and he produced quite a bit in the games he played, but this mm-hmm. game was just a perfect example. I had him playing in this game and the guy quit. So you only got about a half of production out of him and, and pretty much he lost one of the, I was in a championship for my work league and only got four points out of him. And that probably cost me the championship. Oh, so you, you lost that championship because of him. Yeah. So I played him instead of uh, Mooney. And so oh, that was, a, that was yeah. a and Mooney had a great game. Yeah. It was a he difference in about, in about 12 points. And that's what I lost by. So, I mean, that's the problem with someone like Brown, but he won't be playing anymore. So nothing to worry about. Anymore. Yeah. Jed, you know who won it for me? Jamar Chase. Oh, that was that was ridiculous! Three touchdowns. That was insane. Yeah, we. That was the other thing, Tommy. We didn't start by congratulating Jimmy for winning a winning one of our leagues, which was the one of the harder leagues to have ever played in because the bench was small and a lot of times there was a lot of moves taking place. It was a very competitive league. Yeah. So, congrats, Jimmy. That was great. Yeah. Um, Tommy won our other friends league as well too. He, I think he's happy because he was seventh place. And he ended up winning a championship. Wow. Uh, yeah, I love that. That's also why, like, you, you never quit because you just never know where you're at. Um, and you can always claw your way back. So that's great. Well, it wasn't due to any of my uh, wide receivers, like Michael Pittman or Antonio Brown. It was mostly due to uh, Sony Michelle, who I picked up on the waiver wire. Friar Moth, who also I picked up from the right waiver wire as well, too. Yeah. Uh, Jim, any thoughts on Antonio Brown before we move on? No, I'm good. Yeah, there's not much <laughs> the to say only, about him. Now, the only thing with Antonio Brown that's just changed. He uh, also there was uh, rumors that he was also mad because if you remember, he was actually suspended without pay, and he had to reach certain incentives in this last game in terms of receptions, touchdowns, yardage in order for him to hit some of those things, and they weren't giving to him. People are wondering if that played a role into the fact that he walked out of the field because he wasn't getting his yardage or touchdowns or receptions. Mm. So who knows? Yeah. Hey, Jim, with that said, Jamar Chase, let's go through this. An open target. It's Chase at the 40. Look at that move. Look at Chase go. Oh, my goodness. What a gear he just found. Chase for the touchdown. I was so, I was so happy on Sunday. Because uh, our Walter White League, what you win two hundred something dollars if you're the first place winner, and he alone won me that um, that game in the championship. And but it also shows how good that Cincinnati team is going to be as well too. I hope that they'll reach far in the playoffs. They're still pretty young, but um, man, I mean, going back to our conversation the other day, if 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 I were to choose between Murray and Burroughs right now. Aren't you going to reconsider, Jed, <laughs> that maybe Burroughs might be the better quarterback to keep? Well, yeah, actually, definitely after that performance. And I was just looking at, I mean, his last three games were pretty insane. Um, so, yeah, I probably not. There's no way I'm dropping Murray. Those, I'll probably carry both quarterbacks. The probably going to be Dalvin Cook and uh, um, Derek Henry and then the two quarterbacks. Um, That's actually and, really good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just, yeah, it's too much to drop. Um, and then the hard part will be then the fifth one I have to pick between Kyle Pitts and, and DK Metcalf. Yeah. 
Hey, look at this note from Matthew Barry. Jamar Chase's 56.6 points at ESPN Standard was the 14th best fantasy football game overall, the seventh best by a wide receiver and second best by a rookie. Now, the all-time record for most points in a game is still Jerry Rice at 65.5 in 1990 versus the Atlanta Falcons, where he went 13 receptions, 225 yards, and five touchdowns. But Jamar Chase, hey, look, I was very disappointed because I needed him last week, but not this week. And so a lot of times, but man, is he a wonderful, wonderful player. That's interesting, the all-time um, fantasy record. That just depends on what scoring league you're in because I haven't yeah. seen that game as the one. The one I've seen regularly is um, Sean Alexander. There was a Monday night game. He had, I think, six touchdowns. There was a Priest-Holmes game where he had, like, five touchdowns. And then, of course, LaDainian Tomlinson was the big one where he's had multiple, like, yeah. two touchdowns, mm-hmm. both receiving and um, rushing. So that's an interesting stat. Um, I haven't seen the one yeah. with Jerry Rice. Well, well, I was – I was pulling for Jamar Chase. He almost had one more touchdown, but he was like 10 or 15 yards away and he caught that ball. And if there's no defenders, he could have gone in for another touchdown. So I was really pulling for him to get one more touchdown. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, here's the latest playoff scenarios as well, too. Tennessee Titans, Kansas City Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals, Buffalo, New England, Colts are uh, actually New England are all in. Colts and Chargers are playing against the Raiders, Pittsburgh Steelers, as well as Baltimore Ravens. And the Steelers play the Ravens this week, and the Chargers play the Raiders this week. Jim, let me start with you. If you were to get the final two playoff spots between the Colts and Chargers, would you pick those two, or would you pick the other three that were on the team? Oh, uh, well, for sure the Colts. I think the Colts has, uh, is is pretty good. My I, Chargers and Raiders will be an interesting play because I, I think Raiders – Raiders have had a really hard season, but the last couple of games, they've actually shown, shown some pretty good resilience. And the Chargers tend to lose some of these big games. So I would not be surprised if the Raiders um, beat the Chargers and get that eighth playoff spot. Yeah, this is an interesting seating. The Colts, to me, is the team to really look out for. They lost so many games by less than a touchdown. Um, they are better than that 9-7 and seven record. So and uh, I'm assuming the way this works is the number one seed gets a bye, so then it's going to yep. be the Chiefs probably playing the Chargers or whoever's last, and then the Bengals playing the Colts. That is a really tough yeah, game. Yeah. That's a tough game to, to call. So we'll, we'll I, see. I think the other thing, and I'm looking at this as well too, it'll be I I wonder because um Lamar Jackson didn't play in this last game, right? You gotta think he's gonna come back for this game if he's they're gonna have any remote chance of um getting into the playoffs. Yeah, another another example though for you out there, if you guys are playing in the championships this week, tell your commissioners to change your settings because you should just not be playing this week. I mean, there's so many teams. They're going to rest players. It's just going to be a, a mishmash of um, fantasy stats. Even this last week was tough. You know, there were some guys that came out of nowhere and had big points, and uh, it just yeah. stinks to lose to that. I mean, I, I yeah. think like Jamar Chase is a great example where it's great that he's what won it for you because he was a rookie that was high on a lot of lists, and basically people got rewarded for waiting on him through the season. But if some like you know second third string guy comes in and wins the championship i always hate that you know just because they rested their stars yeah uh as jimmy said the las vegas raiders have been doing pretty well hey look the chargers i think are a very good team the Colts are a very good team 
Pittsburgh, I think all of us agree, their offense is terrible. Now, Najee Harris did really, really well yesterday, but with uh, Ben, they're just not throwing well. The Baltimore Ravens, they just really have been struggling for the last couple of weeks. So, Jed, I mean, out of that whole team, if you had to pick, is it the Tennessee Titans or is it the Kansas City Chiefs or the suddenly very, very hot Bengals and Bills and Patriots would be the one that you're looking at? Yeah, no, I, I don't like uh, the Titans, honestly. And I'm really looking at, um, I think that that Bills-Patriots game, if the four and five That's going to be a really good game. That's going to be a great game. And whoever yeah. comes out of that, I think could be the ultimate, the eventual winner um, of this of this division. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's where I'd put my money. Would it change if Derrick Henry came back for the playoffs, though, for the Titans? Yeah, obviously, I think that is a big piece. Um, if he comes back, then that does change the equation. But I just feel like the Titans were up and down. I mean, yeah. they think they squeaked out some wins. But same with the Chiefs. I, I, although the Chiefs have been hot. The Chiefs have definitely been hot. Um, but, you know, they lost us last week, so we got to see. I mean, the scenario might play out for Henry to come back. I mean, think about it, right? They're going to have week 18. They're going to rest most of their players. They're going to go into playoffs with a bye week. So that's another week. And he might come back in three weeks, right? So that that scenario and then will work out pretty well. By the way, let me ask you a quick question before I go to the NFC, Jim Jed. The, uh, the Washington football team just announced that on February 2nd, they will be announcing their newest new team name. These are the eight choices. <clears throat> Armada, Presidents, Brigade, Red Hawks, Commander, Red Wolves, Defenders, and Football Team. Anything, any of these that you guys like? I'll go with the football team. <laughs> yeah, I think they should just stick with the football team now. I think it's really um, – a lot of people have liked it. It's interesting they have two of them with red. I could see uh, red – was it Red Wolves and Red Hawks? I could see one of those. Although, isn't there already a Red Hawk? There's a, some college team that's a Red Hawk. Um, there was yeah, one for Red Hawks and Red to, Wolves. I would just keep yeah. it. Yeah. Why not Washington Presidents? <laughs> That's silly. <laughs> so who's going to be your mascot? Donald Trump's going to be your mascot. <laughs> uh, all right. Here is the NFC. Green Bay is in. LA is in. They just lost uh, this past week. Tampa Bay is in. Dallas, Arizona, San Francisco, Philadelphia. Now, with the uh, New Orleans can't get in with the win over the Falcons and the 49ers loss to the Rams, which actually can very, very well happen, especially with Trey Lance uh, struggling or still not having played a lot of games. Jed, let me go through you as well, too. Would you, if you had to bet, would you say New Orleans will get into the playoffs? Wow, that's an interesting one. Um, hmm. Yeah, I could see I could see both of those happening. So yeah, I would say yes. I think they can get in because I, I I see them over the Falcons, um, and the Rams. I mean, I think they still have some to play for. So I could see them yeah. beating the 49ers. So yeah, I think that, that they could get in. This it's interesting looking at this list. Though. I feel like the NFC is not as strong as the AFC. Um, like out of these teams, there's not a ton of teams that I really like coming out of here. Um, other than really the defending champs, I see. I still see the Bucks can, even though they're hurting at wide receiver. You know, I just feel like you're still the defending champs, and so um, that to me is a strong. And then I hate to say it, but Green Bay has looked really good, and so Green Bay might be the team coming out. Yeah, yeah, me too. Jim, what do you think as well? To as you look upon it, is it Green Bay's favorite, the Rams or Tampa Bay? Who would you sit there and say is the favorite? 
Tampa, the, the only thing is Tampa Bay is going to have a harder time getting out, right? I'm just looking at the possible scenarios that they're going to play. I mean, San Francisco, their defense is going to be pretty tough. Um, I think they're going to win, but I do think it's going to be pretty tough for them to get out of it. Um, the Dallas Cowboys and Arizona Cardinals are going to be a pretty good game. I think Dallas is going to end up winning that game. Um, I, I, I think in the end, they still have to go through Green Bay. And um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers was saying in the last game the other day where it was so cold, they said, at the end of the day, we know how to play in the cold and nobody else does. So I can see them actually being the front runners to win this thing. Yeah. Hey, if you look at in terms of Tampa Bay with Antonio Braun gone, Curtis Godwin uh, is gone. The only ones that you have is Mike Evans. Rob Gronkowski did pretty well. He had 115 yards. Another one to look at is Cyril Grayson is a third wide receiver. Last week, he had six catches, 81 yards, and one touchdowns. Another one to look at is Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller is same thing like the Julian Edelman, Michael Cooper, uh, Cooper Cup, all of those guys. So take a look at those guys as a possible replacement for both Brown and Godwin as well, too. Yeah. I mean, but think about uh, it, right? Through, through all those years, Brady never had really, really good wide receivers i mean his best receiver was randy moss and so he had a benefit this year so i actually if you told me today that he reached the championship and gotten into the play uh the super bowl i would not be surprised because even some of those players are better than some of the team's wide receivers he's had when he was at the patriots yeah jed if you were to look at the number four and five seat the dallas cowboys hey look they've been struggling and lost to arizona cardinals but the Arizona Cardinals were the favorite going in, especially early in the season, because they were doing so well. What are your thoughts on those two teams? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, obviously injuries play a role, but the Cardinals, I mean, that was a nice win um, for them to pull out. But, yeah, I feel like the Cowboys' defense is going to carry them if they end up playing the Cardinals. And so I agree with you, Jimmy. I think Dallas ends up winning that. Um but, you know, Kyler Murray is definitely a wild card. You know, if he's um, healthy and if he plays to his best, it's going to be tough to beat that. Yeah. Hey, let me get your thoughts on a couple of news and notes before uh, we do go into our picks for uh, in terms of fantasy football picks. All right. Here's one, Jim. Panthers owner reportedly embarrassed he gave seven-year contract to Matt Rule. And the reason why he gave that seven-year, he was bidding against the New York Giants, who really, really wanted him. New York actually ended up with Joe Judge, and so as a result, they got Matt Rule. What do you think of that as well, too, and with the Panthers? And look, I mean, they were just struggling. Darnold just did not work out, and all of their uh, – Christian McCaffrey was injured. What do you think of the uh, Carolina Panthers going into next year? I think – I mean, here's the thing, right? Like, if you – at the beginning of the season, they were perfect, and that was partly because of Christian McCaffrey – actually, primarily because of Mc Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey, what, has almost – 70% of is involved in 70% of the snaps for the offense. And so if they have him, they're fine. The problem that he he's had the last few seasons, he keeps getting injured. And so I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going on within a, a locker room, but at the end of the day, if you don't have a Christian McCaffrey, the Sam Darnolds of the world and Cam Newton's of the world, they look bad, you know? And, it's not like their wide receivers were helping them. You would think DJ Moore would help them. And he did have a decent season fantasy-wise, but he, without McCaffrey, they're done. Jim, if you did not have a uh, keeper league and would you and you had the number one draft pick, would you be picking Christian McCaffrey next year? No, I would pick Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I would pick Jonathan Taylor. Got it. 
Hey, Chad, a lot of times one of the things that's criticized about Matt Rule is he's a micromanager and he has a lot of people on the staff from the college ranks, but no one, not a lot of people from NFL ranks. It shows a lot of times how much college coaches struggle when they first, their micromanaging uh, style. We saw that with the Urban Meyer, it just doesn't work in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it actually, it's both ways. Like, I think NFL coaches who go into the college ranks, they don't do as well either. So it's a totally different game, totally different personnel dealing with really, I forgot who it was that said this, you know, the difference, they, they were saying that the difference between college and the NFL is in college, you call coach coach in the NFL, you call him by his first name. And that is yeah. the difference, right? You're dealing with men in the NFL. Like you can't just tell someone what to do. You have to convince them that you have a plan and a mission and a vision. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot different ball game. To me, I'm surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they move on um, from role. Yeah, they said they'll give him one year. Jed, a lot of times, here's a keeper that you mentioned, Kyle Pitts. Uh, he becomes the first rookie tight end in 60 years to top 1,000 yards. How good will Kyle Pitts be, and will he eventually surpass? Here's my bet. Will he surpass Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller by next year as a top tight end? Yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> I have him, and so I hope so. Um, but the problem, and this is where, to me, this is the difference between real life football and fantasy football in fantasy football he ended up being i think the fifth or sixth rated tight end which is good you know you definitely got uh, what you hope to draft out of him but he wasn't like in that clear echelon of top three and and the reason though is because teams were so scared of him that from the very first game even though he was a rookie there was double team plans or at least chipping plans and so they were really focused on kyle pitts so he didn't get the offensive production that i really think he's capable of so personally for me i would say yes eventually he <clears throat> is going to surpass those guys um but it may take another year you'll just have to see because this year he was good but he wasn't <clears throat> great one more, uh, we saw Jamar Chase, Seattle Seahawks home finale Sunday. Uh, this past Sunday could be the last time Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson work together at Lumen Field. Do you believe that this is the end between those two? I do, um, and I think that's <clears throat> one of the most interesting offseason questions is where Russell Wilson is going to go. Um, so, yeah, I think they're done. Um, you know, this season was pretty bad for them, and I don't think you could just point to injuries, although obviously that did impact them, but I think they're ready for a change. Um, personally, I think it would be exciting to see Wilson move um, and kind of see where he ends up because I think kind of like the Tom Brady situation, wherever he goes, they should become an instant contender. Yeah. yeah. If you had, I really think or... he's going to end up going to Denver. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jed, where where would you want him to go? Um, I'd like to see him come to the Bears. <laughs> but no, if he went to Denver, that'd be a really good situation. You know, good running game, decent defense, decent receivers. I could see him instantly catapulting them into the, the contender conversation. Um, but yeah, I, I mean I like Russell Wilson. Um, so I think wherever he has, you know, maybe let's see where Aaron Rodgers goes. If Aaron Rodgers moves, you could see Russell Wilson coming back to Green Bay, coming back to his Wisconsin um, roots, that would be really interesting. Yeah. But rumor has it that he has his eyes on Pittsburgh Steelers now. Oh, Who? that would make Russell sense. Russell Wilson? Too. Russell Wilson. Yeah, that oh. would make sense. That's not bad. Over at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. The problem hey, with uh, Wilson is, is how long you get him. That's the issue, right? Like, how, he, Wilson is, what, 34, 35? So the, the question is, how many more years do you get out of him? Um, you know, to me, it can't be more than like two or three years. 
Hey, as you are seeing today, we tried a new feature with not only slides, but also videos. And as a result, I actually have to say this verbiage. All rights go to ESPN, Fox, CBS, NBC, Universal Music Group, the NFL, NBA, NCAA, MLB, all of that stuff. Uh, we do not own the music and the footage used in this video. No copyright infringement is intended for entertainment purposes only. And so I guess this is the verbiage I have to use when we start using some of these videos here. You know, you're going to have to start doing that thing where you talk really, really fast and get all of that in. And then you got to say that at the, you should, you should do it at the end. At the end of the show, you say all of that. I will start doing that next week. Hey, uh, for our last segment, I want to be able to pick your brain and look at all these different options. Jim, I'll start with you. If you had to pick an MVP of your fantasy football league this year, who would it be? Mm. Over is this overall or just for my team overall? Overall, overall. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think okay. I think when the season first started, you could have made the argument that the MVP was going to be Derrick Henry, right? Because he was having such a great season. I think at the end of the day, when all things are said and done, I would say if you had a Cooper Cup on your team, he would be your MVP because um, I think he won so many leagues. Uh, for so many people in so many games for everybody, I would say Cooper Cup. Yeah. Oh man, Jimmy, you still, I was going to, so I was debating between Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor um, yeah. and what pushed oh, it over Jonathan Cooper, Taylor. Yeah. 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 Well, what pushed it over to me for Cooper Cup is that Jonathan Taylor on average was the ninth drafted player. So he was a first round draft pick, whereas Cooper Cup was the 19th wide receiver. His average draft position was around 50. So if you got Cooper Cup, you got a superstar for really cheap. And and like Jimmy said, you probably won yep. your league if you had him. Uh, Jed, I had Cooper Cup. I did not win my league because Matthew Stafford has been struggling a little bit. But my star wide receivers tandem was Jamar Chase and Cooper Cup. Yeah, yeah. no, that, mm. that, that that's actually really good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, hey, Jamar Chase struggled last the last couple of weeks because T. Higgins went off. But also, I agree with you. With MVP wise, it is Cooper Cup. He had longevity throughout the entire season. Jonathan Taylor really, really came on toward these last five weeks. But Cooper Cup has been overall the last seventeen weeks always consistent, over a hundred yards. Man, he had a lot of receptions, especially in PPR leagues as well too. Uh, Jed, let me start with you, Beth. Best waiver wire pickups. We all know what it is, but what's your best waiver wire pickup? <laughs> we all know what it is. I don't know. I'm curious what you guys will say. So I, the three that I was looking at, uh, well, the two main ones for offense, Cordero Patterson and A.J. Dillon. I thought those were too strong. Uh, A.J. Dillon, especially for the second half. I mean, he produced pretty much you could still play him, even though mm -hmm. Aaron Jones was the starter. You could still play him and get points. And then towards the end, he really started to pick up. But Cordero Patterson, my goodness. I mean, this guy was, again, I looked at his average draft position, wasn't even drafted in a lot of leagues. And, um, man, he really produced. And being able to do it at both the wide receiver and the running back position. So he was on the fringe edge of top 10 for wide receivers and running backs um, still in at least top 15, I think. That was a lot of um, production for someone you probably picked up off the waivers. The last thing I'll mention, though, um, on the defensive side is uh, Tavon Diggs. <laughs> I mean, just thinking about if you had IDP players and, you know, his interception, um, it just amazing, like, streak for him. So that would have been a great pickup. Jim? Well, I just remember after the first week and even the second week, Patterson was on a lot of people's waiver wire and he was just sitting there. And I think whoever picked him up 
um, really benefited. Same thing with AJ Dillon. AJ, I could see AJ Dillon sitting on that waiver wire until maybe middle of the season. And it wasn't until um, Aaron Jones went down that you saw him on full display. And now, like, I look at him. They know how to use him. I think I would say what they're the two-headed monster every game. He's at least scoring double figures for you. If anything happens to Aaron Jones tomorrow, he's your starting running back. And he's actually going to fill in pretty well. Jim, if you have your chat, is Aaron Jones going to be with Green Bay Packers next year? I yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think so. I, I I don't know if he's going to be the long term solution because I, I forget how young AJ Dillon is, right? And um, if I was a dynasty person and I could, I would try to hold hold uh, hold on to AJ Dillon because I actually think that he's really that good. Yeah, got it. Uh, Jim, best rookie. Best rookie, Jamar Chase. I mean, for sure. I don't know if there's any. I mean, you can make you can make the argument that Waddle and maybe Pitts um, could be it, but really, it's Jamar Chase. And actually, as I was thinking about it, going to what you said, Jed, uh, Jed you, there, there could have been a scenario that you could have had uh, Jonathan Taylor, a Cooper Cup, and a Jamar Chase on your team, and then gotten a quarterback like Tom Brady. I mean, can you imagine if you had a team like that this year? Yeah, no, agree. It, it, it's it's easily Jamar Chase. I mean, he was the fourth best, depending on your scoring, roughly the fourth best wide receiver overall. Yeah. And to get that for a rookie is pretty amazing. Um, again, Kyle Pitts, I think close, came in roughly fifth or sixth yeah. best tight end. But to me, Jamar Chase um, won a lot of leagues last week. Yeah. yeah. And wouldn't you agree, Jan Lawada will probably be third, the third best one? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Jay, or um, I mean, Najee Harris didn't do bad. You know, he oh, yeah, a lot of true. people. Yeah, a lot of people drafted him pretty high, and um, I was just gonna see like what was he on the top ten list. Yeah, Najee Harris come in at came in at fourth, fourth or fifth. So Najee Harris, I think, is right there too. Um, but after that, then maybe Waddle. And could we all agree that the best rookie quarterback was probably Matt Jones? That's interesting if you look at stat-wise. I'd have to look at it in terms of stats. I mean, obviously, in terms of production, Mac Jones, I mean, they have found their guy. But in terms of actual production, I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting question. Guys, okay, can you go back to that dynasty league? Remember that draft? I spent $80 on Najee Harris. <laughs> could, could have gotten Jamar Chase right there. Do you guys remember who you spent the most money on at that draft? Did you spend a lot on Jamar Chase? I spent the most on Kyle Pitts. I remember I spent oh, like Kyle Pitts. Yeah, on Kyle yeah. Pitts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And remember when Charlene traded for Jamar Chase, and people were sitting there, "What in the yes. world is she doing? She, yes. you know, she's, she's yes. not a great player." And I no, thought she, she was. Did. A, I, I, yeah, I was like, she's getting, she's getting robbed. Because remember, she, she Jamar traded Chase, Mahomes. Yeah. She traded Mahomes for Jamar Chase, right? Yep. Yeah. So and then she got back. Two. Yeah. yeah, she got back Russell Wilson and Japarra Chase, and she traded Mahomes and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. If next year Russell Wilson goes into contender, which most likely he will, and she's got Jamar Chase versus a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and a Patrick Mahomes, she, she wins the trade, I would say. So just back to the Mac Jones conversation. So if you look at the quarterbacks, he was not even in the top 10, maybe not even in the top, not even in the top 15. He was really like maybe the in the back end of the top 20. So I would say 
yeah, among the quarterbacks. Yeah, I guess among the rookie quarterbacks, he was the best one, but he still should not be your starter on your team for fantasy purposes. Yeah. Uh, Jen, most disappointing fantasy player for you? Oh, this one. Well, <laughs> you know, it's interesting. So I'm actually, and I know Kyle, we just talked about Kyle Pitts. He did really well, top five, whatever. But I'm still going to say for me, it was Kyle Pitts because I was expecting so much out of him. I thought he would be in the top three. Like I said, I thought I thought he would be like a transcendent kind of player. And he may still be, but he didn't have that season, especially the first half of the season. Um, he was not a double digit fantasy guy consistently. And so uh, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Kyle Pitts. Really? I see, I guess for me, because he was a rookie, I didn't have that much expectations from him, right? Like I, I felt like as long as he got a thousand yards and he did pretty decently and scored double digits, he was going to be fine. Um, it's really going to be the long-term value that I was really looking for as well, too. So yeah, for me, you're right. You're right. I probably a, had too high of expectations for him. It's because, like I said, I was the guy I spent the most money on. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, <laughs> I think Jim, my, dis my most disappointing player, I would say um, there's a couple of them, right? You, you can make the argument that it was a Saquon Barkley. You could make the argument for me it was a DK Metcalf who I actually drafted pretty high in a couple of leagues and I thought he was going to do really really well and then you can also make the uh, the argument it was going to be Patrick Mahomes because there was a stretch there for about five or six games where he didn't do anything and even in the last couple of teams right like he would have won he usually wins these big games against the Cincinnati Bengals and the Joe Burrows of the world. But even in this last game, you can tell Burrows was a much better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes was. So from a fantasy player perspective, I would say that those three players would be people that I think people drafted high for, but were really disappointed by. It, yeah. You know what? Let me also let me change mine to to say I, I want to say it's the most disappointing team. So it's it's Washington, and it's one oh, of the yeah. players. It's one of the players off of Washington. So either Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas. I guess I'll I'll leave Terry McLaren off of there. So either Antonio Gibson or Logan Thomas were probably I would say the most disappointing um, because you uh, McLaren had some pretty bad games. Yeah. Okay. So maybe McLaren in there. Yeah, he had <laughs> but some maybe pretty Logan bad games Thomas. there. Logan Thomas, I was really high on Logan Thomas too, and um, yeah, he 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 wasn't even in the top twenty. I don't think. Yeah. Look, Antonio Gibson was probably my starter, uh, my second round draft pick in many of my leagues. I was all in on Antonio Gibson. They were talking about using him like Christian McCaffrey. Ron Rivera was very good. They were supposed to have a very good defense. Ryan Fitzpatrick was their starting quarterback. Air it out to McLaren, over to uh, uh, Logan Thomas and Dare Antonio Gibson. But a lot of times he shared uh, a lot of the time with J McKissick uh, toward the, in, in the early, and he just struggled with that shin injury as well, too. So he was probably my disappointing fantasy player with the close, close second, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley was probably mm, your number yeah. one wide receiver. He got you absolutely nothing. Maybe one good game, but that was it. Yeah, that's a good point. And we, we haven't heard like if he's what's going to happen. So it'll be interesting. Um, but you're right. That is a that is a top three wide receiver, really. Tom, Tom, let me ask you something. My guess is you're going to keep Gibson, right? But if you had a choice between Gibson and Javante Williams to keep in your dynasty, who would you keep? You know what? I still love Gibson. I mean, I still have very, very high hopes of Gibson. I loved him so much. I traded John to Taylor for uh, Antonio Gibson. <laughs> 
<laughs> Ouch. Yep, 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 yep. So, hey, I would have had a lineup of Antonio, I mean, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, and Jamar Chase, and I traded for Antonio Gibson because I was that high on Antonio Gibson. Yep. Last one, Jed. No, Best but you, late round. Oh, go ahead. But you always, I, I think for you, you always end up falling in love with those one players, like Kenny yeah. Galladay, and you stick with that player. And at some point, you almost have to let them go because you know they're not going to be that good this year. Yeah, but at the same time, is sometimes there are certain players, like for instance, I was love, I love Manu Ginobili back in fantasy football or Donchek before he was really good. I picked him up so many times in late pickups. And so there are certain players that do work out. Oh, yeah, who was it? I, Tommy kept. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead Tommy kept getting. No, Tommy. Oh, Tommy kept through the years, Tommy kept picking up Tony Romo as his quarterback. And that's who he got every year. And at some point, Tony Romo did really well, but there towards the end, he just started tanking. Yeah, and I so people always ask me because I, you know, people are always like, "Oh, when you go to fantasy, don't draft your like favorite team players or your favorite players or whatever." I disagree with that. To me, if you're playing fantasy, like you got to have a little bit of fun. And sometimes mm -hmm. there's certain players you're just like, "I want to have that guy on my team so that when they do well, I can be cheering for them." So I don't have a problem with that. If you like Gibson stick with him you know um he, he may turn things around next year um the, the nfl is really funny you know the players that's why for me i would not draft jonathan taylor number one personally because how many times have you ever seen the number one player at the end of the season for that position become the number one player the following season at that position it's very rare he's definitely top three but if i have the number one pick i don't know that i'm using it on him um yeah. it's probably the safest pick but it probably won't happen again now, Jed, we don't want to be our like one of our uh, guys that we play with, Jimmy. I play a knucklehead friend who loves Chicago sports so much. He drafted Dave uh, uh, Montgomery with the number one draft pick. Now, we're not going to go ahead and do that. Hey, Montgomery looked good, man. I'm a Montgomery fan. I'll just say, um, I, I think, you know, if Chicago can figure things out, if Justin Fields can turn things around, if we can get the offensive line settled, Montgomery is a stud. Um, so I don't have a problem with him top 10. But yeah, not not number one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jet, last one. Best late round pickup as we wrap up this time. Yeah, the last one I'll put here is um, I was looking again, just average draft positions past sixth round or um, in the auction leagues, you know, things that you're, you're spending like five bucks or less. The one that stood out to me was Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel came in pretty. Mm -hmm. I think people just weren't sure of what was happening with Jimmy G mm -hmm. and Trey yep. Lance. So Debo Samuel in our league, he went for five dollars, and man, you got like yeah, top yeah. ten talent out of that. So for me, it's uh, Debo Samuel. I agree with you, Debo Samuel. I mean, no one knew he was going to be as good as he is. I would say next year he's going to be in the top two rounds. Um, but Debo Samuel, he was so good this year. Um, my other person that I might want to consider is Mike Williams. Mike Williams was going really late in a lot of these rounds. And uh, I, I think in a couple of little dynasty leagues, he was going for like a dollar or two dollars or something, something ridiculous like that. So I think he, he produced some pretty good numbers for you as well, too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, also in our league, Jalen Waddle went for dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at some of the other ones. Uh, Jerry Judy went for $36. 
And so you had some, but man, that was pretty good. Joe that was Burrow Jed, wasn't for, it? Jed, you're yeah, the one who picked up yeah. Jerry Judy for $36. Huh? Oh, man, he did not produce. That's why I was so disappointed with that. That's why if Russell Wilson would go to Denver, that could be really good. I, I still believe in mm -hmm. Judy's talent. People don't remember Judy was tied with CeeDee Lamb, and rightfully so, as a tough decision to draft between those two guys. While CeeDee Lamb has produced better, Judy still has the talent. So I just got to wait and see what happens there. Uh, just so you know, uh, Jed, you picked up Joe Burrow for five dollars. <laughs> that's good. That's like that. that's a steal. <laughs> Moron, best like round pickup of Trey Sermon. I paid thirty five dollars for Trey Sermon. I still like Trey Sermon, man. I don't know. We just got to see what happens there. Um, I like Trey Sermon a lot. Well, I I think as time is going through the list, I mean, look, COVID definitely changed this game right because we had so many players that were out especially towards the last few weeks that you end up having to pick up all of these people on the waiver wires and so many people were injured or they were out i mean to be honest i think you can make the argument that how you drafted in the later rounds and who you picked up is actually more important than who you take with your number one pick yeah that's that's oh, not a last bad one. argument mm -hmm. Last one I have in terms of late round pickup, James Conner. Nobody was expecting very much out of James Conner. He did really, really well until he went out with COVID. But for a period of time, Chase Edmonds was struggling. He got you. Remember that one game he had three touchdowns? I mean, James Conner. Well, he was got so all the. Good. Yeah, we didn't know that Conner was going to get all the goal line carries. So he had so many touchdowns. That was the thing. Um, that was yeah. surprising in Arizona. But yeah, I agree with that. Conner was a great pickup. Yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers, I think for a lot of people, I remember if you think back, Aaron Rodgers got drafted pretty late because people weren't really sure what type of season he was going to have. And he actually did pretty well. I would say he's in the top five quarterbacks this year. Got it. Well, hey, uh, this was a fun year. And it was a challenging year for all of us. Any last thoughts as we wrap up, Jen and Jim? Um, I, one of the scenarios I'm I would really consider next year trading my first round pick for a couple uh, later round picks, like uh, a, a for uh, a two and a four. Because again, for the second year in a row, if you had the top pick and you drafted a McCaffrey, Ezekiel, Barkley, you were very disappointed. Even, I mean, every, most of the people like a Travis Kelsey didn't have the best year. And so for me, I'm, I'm actually seriously considering doing that next year is just getting rid of my first round pick and going towards uh, later rounds. Well, what it means is you, all of you fantasy players out there should be in auction leagues. You should not be in snake draft leagues because yeah. <laughs> it just does. It's just not a fair way to do it. You know, you just want to do it based on not not the roll of the dice yeah. and the draft position you Correct. have, but really how much money you have. So, um, but I I do think the strategies can change. As you were saying, Jimmy, I think even in an auction draft, it probably suggests that you don't want to be spending huge on superstars that you really want to save your money for the later rounds and kind of the, your bench, basically that filling out your bench is probably more important than it's ever been. So that is definitely a change in strategy, but overall, I would just say great year. I'm glad that you both won championships so that you, uh, you know, protected the legitimacy of our podcast that we know what we're doing because i didn't win so thank you for that but it was a great year Jed, really did you know we helped tommy win his championship <laughs> great no seriously <laughs> because last week remember we told him you should really consider daryl williams play and he oh, played yeah. daryl williams and look at how yeah. well daryl williams did this past week 
Yeah, yeah, Williams did great. No, no, I think it's great. I mean, I had a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and for those any any of the ten people who were listening, <laughs> thanks for checking in. Uh, we had a blast, and hope we helped win you guys some championships too. And I, I got to bounce back next year because I, I did terrible in my leagues this year. Got it. Well, you have to go to work. All of us have to get to work. Jimmy has gets his day started. Hey, on behalf of the entire team, thank you so much. And we look for. We'll probably be back for fantasy football. Like free maybe agent signings. We'll probably be back maybe, that draft. Yeah, maybe the like rookie draft. Yeah. Yeah. Or we may even come back during after the Super Bowl when all of the head coaches are being fired. We could talk about that for a little bit. <laughs> Black right. Monday. Talk soon, everyone.